Well, Chaim Lobo Silber is with us live via telephone. Many of you know that this time of year we invite him on. He always has a very important message about reaching out and doing chesed, especially this time of year, and wishing everybody a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. But in addition to that, we're going to look back for a few moments at the summer of 2014, which Lobo claims was his winningest summer ever. Chaim Lobo Silber. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. That was quite an intro. First, Garden of Eden. That was really incredible. And then, of course, Slichus, and then me. Yes. Okay, I, I'm willing to accept that, that arrangement. We build up. Good morning, up. everybody. Good morning, all the Radio 2 Harris out there in WFMU, Nachum Siegelland. It's a real squish to be talking to you again this morning. And you mentioned live on the radio. Nachum, at 8 o'clock in the morning, this is about as live as it's ever going to get for me. Well, you, to- you told me that you beat the system. You just didn't go to sleep all night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a chance I'm up at this time in the morning unless I don't go to sleep. But I did it specifically to be able to be with you. By the way, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I yeah. mentioned yesterday that Lobo is going to be on the air today, and someone texted me, "What is a Lobo?" Could you imagine that? That, that was the reaction I, I got. I, we, we, was it? You were not. You're not broadcasting to like uh, out of space. <laughs> Somebody from the United States of America said that. <laughs> Is that an American or some sort of European? Uh, you know, it's true. I didn't even think of that. Now we have such a far reach. It may have been from an international area. It could have been somebody from Bulgaria. Yeah, somebody that's you know, true. Who's listening at uh, midnight. Right. I something. stand that's corrected. So tell me first about the summer of 2014, because the rumor is that you had about, I don't know, 12, 13 teams in different leagues this past summer? It's not just a rumor. It happens to be fact. And it's not just the summer was the whole year. And it wasn't just this year. It's been the whole decade. And it hasn't been the whole decade. It's been the last 40 years. So let's let's clarify exactly what we're talking about. This particular summer, uh, in particular, because you actually mentioned the 2014 OBBL season, right. which is the really the uh, sort of the, the, the linchpin of what we do in the local organization. That's the centerpiece. We, we were, yes. We were 6-0, and and we won the Atlantic Division, which is... Really, the A division—the way they they, they quantify or qualify things—and uh, Baruch Hashem, that's it. We were the champions, and we had a team that consisted of young guys, a few old guys. You know, I'm not saying the old guys played, but they right. were on the team. Right, of course. My drift. Right. And uh, Baruch Thank Hashem, we had a wonderful season. And uh, a pitcher, Mort Rudman. You know, I actually went back to listen to some of my old recordings with you to prepare for this <laughs> particular interview, believe it or not. And, yeah. and, and in the past, I've noticed, the years we have losing seasons, you're like very nice to me. The years that we have winning seasons, it's like a different Nachum. It's like, uh, you know, so I'm really curious as to what I'm going to see today, Nachum, when well, we're talking. I just want to know what happens to the players if you, in fact, do lose a game. This is a bad summer for an example of that because you went undefeated. But what happens when they lose, Lobo? Do they get a pep talk from you? Do they get re- they, they get a visit to their home. <laughs> like I would have bent nose, okay, at an inappropriate time. That's what happens. That's okay? how seriously you take it, huh? Yeah, that's no, very serious. But I start talking about my team because one year, after you actually asked me, I mentioned Mort Rudman is a big time talker. Right. He's my pitcher. He's kind of her, sixty something years old. And he said, "Does he actually give shiurim during right. during?" The, and actually, this year it's actually incredible. We were playing the uh, I think it was the Regency team, which is very interesting because the Regency team has Rabbi Stern, who's the rabbi in what they call Gruber Shul here in Lawrence. Right. He's the rabbi of the shul. And he was playing third base, so it was interesting. We were playing a team that had a legitimate rabbi of, of high regard playing for them, and I couldn't believe it. During the game, I heard more talking to one of our fellows, really talking about the Daf and other other in Yonah. It was incredible. I had such an awe from that. It's unbelievable. Of course, it, of course it helped. We were winning like 15 to 1 at the time <laughs> that I had the unknown. So the Bungalow Baseball League, when you're involved, is really a Torah experience. It, it really is. I it's, like uh, that. By the way, everything is a Torah experience. We'll, we'll get into that 
at the end of the interview like we always do, but that's the truth. See, you said a very, very telling thing. Baseball is really a Torah experience. In fact, all of life is a Torah experience. But in particular, the Lobo season and the Lobo you know, team and the people on the team are all people who I would say that really applies to, yes. Well, I'm glad that at this point you actually know some of the players on the team. I like that. <laughs> I know their grandparents. So I don't know them. <laughs> but what happened? Long we, Island and Israel, Jerusalem, all these different places are what, fielding. You know, what happens is over the years, I've mentioned a number of times, we have all the, the great stars of the original Lobos. God bless them all. They've had children and they've had grandchildren, in some cases great-grandchildren. Oh, and those those fellows <laughs> with great genes can play ball as well. So I get phone calls throughout the whole year. Lobo, I'm, uh, you know, so-and-so's uh, grandson. Okay, he was on the original 1977 Lobo team. God. And I can really play, and I'd like to sponsor, I'd like to have the team in Israel. You know, I'm a quarterback. And over time, you sort of figure out what's going on. And really, frankly, all the good players want to be part of the, <laughs> the Lobo family. Yeah, they like and, the uniforms. They want to be part of it. It's really nice because it, uh, you know, it gets a good rep. And, uh, and really, Baruch Hashem, all the guys and all the people associated with us really are just, uh, I like to call them high-quality people. You know, we had a dinner this, this past week uh, for one of the teams, for the uh, uh, Croton League teams here in Lawrence. Oh, this is the one you mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, right. the Croton League. They have a, we won that the three, four times in a row. It's incredible. The what was their record this summer? Uh, they have a different kind of league. They play playoffs and semifinals and all that kind of stuff. So uh, at the end, I think they were seeded third, but they won in the finals two games out of three. Nice. And the, and the last game, they were down. Uh, they won four to three. They were at the bottom of ninth. The other team had the two men on. The winning runs were on base, and we ended up winning four three and won the uh, won the two out of three tournament to win the championship. But the the key thing I was I was telling the fellows at dinner, and by the way, those guys can eat. We went to uh, <laughs> reserve cut. How was it? I mean, when you have when you have 16 guys with testosterone to the sky <laughs> and they're eating steaks, it was terrific. <laughs> but actually, did a very nice job. We had a very nice time there. I would recommend it highly to uh, as a new steakhouse. And uh, what do you think? All that it's you know part of the nachos that we have playing is that Baruch Hashem, you know, we're able to do so many good things because because we win and because it's sort of fun and we do it in the right way. We're able to sort of expand into other areas where people want to be associated with the things that those of us. We'll call ourselves Lobos, for argument's sake, do. And it's really a big bracha. So the winning is really a big deal, and it becomes even better when we can get fine young people involved in it. And uh, it becomes a very nice a nice, a nice thing to do, really, as, as a pastime and an ability to do good things. And I always tell people, we all have the opportunity to do good things in our lives. And those of us who are doctors and lawyers, I'm Rachel Siegel, you get on the radio, and you can do all these wonderful things with people, sort of comes naturally. But uh, other people, like myself, we try to find avenues to, to do things to, to help cry yourself, to help ourselves in the meantime, and, and really being part of this whole sports venue in today's world where it's an important thing for young people and a good outlet has become a very nice thing for all of us. And, and I applaud all of those who are in sports, all the teams, all the leagues, everybody who's doing this uh, and, and really promoting things in a proper fashion. You know, you just made such, a, such an important point all these years later all the skeptics are now coming around and they understand how important organized sports are. That's number one. And number two, even in our community, and number two, uh, just the exercise, getting out there, actually moving around a little bit. <laughs> you know, as, as much as we joke about it, but now I think people in our community of all, from all backgrounds, are understanding how vital it could be. Exactly right. And it's, uh, it's something that uh, we, we take a lot of pride in. And frankly, you know, the ability to kid around with you about it has meant a lot because the the young guys say, well, when are you going to be on? When are you going to mention our victory? <laughs> but it's more than that. It's really part of the pride. You mean they're also complaining you're not getting enough air time? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're not getting enough air time. They don't care about me. When are you going to mention my name, Lobo? And I have Kanai Nahara, you know. 
Yeah, but you asked me about the team. So the truth of the matter is, Nachum, that you know we did win this summer in the OBBL, and Baruch Hashem, we had a very wonderful. Well, team. most of them, I think, you know, are. <laughs> has the word accurate, <laughs> but it depends how you define the word ringer. You know, a ringer is kind of uh, somebody who is not known to be great and shows up like a racehorse you put in who's not a who's a real racehorse you put him into a race. But everybody knows my players are good players, but that's okay. I mean, like I say, they're all kids or grandkids of, of original Lobos for the most part. And uh, I, I accuse you. I had a guy on my team. The other team said his name is Yankee Itzkowitz, wonderful ball player. You don't know Yankee Itzkowitz. He shouldn't play for your team. Turns out Yankee Itzkowitz and my wife are first cousins. How do you like that? Yeah. How do you like that? Yankee played on my team two years ago. You're on the air defending your practices as owner of the team. I like this. People are complaining that there's no association between you and Itzkowitz. You have to actually pull out the documentation that you're relatives. I've got a birth certificate. I've got driver's licenses. Are you kidding? (laughs) This is a big business we're running here. We can't afford to. You're like the Steinbrenner of the OBBL. (laughs) I know. It's it's amazing. But but thank God. You know, it's a. it's really, really become something which is like I get a lot of a lot of heat from a lot of the other teams. Well, but we're not going to play you again next year, you know. Ooh. They say that, but I but I know they don't really mean it because they want nothing more than than to knock us over. That would and, be a good campaign for me to hop onto. Nobody play against the Lobos. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Oh, me and my big mouth. Sometimes <laughs> you speak too much. You have nine million uh, listeners. ABL. Anybody but Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, it was it was a wonderful season and. And Baruch Hashem, you know, he asked me about Israel. I don't know that I ever mentioned this, but you know, we I tried now lately to do a dinner, sponsor a dinner for the for the young the young guys who win. The old guys couldn't care less, but the young guys they want a dinner, they want to get together. You know, Cafe Ramon in Israel, they have my credit card on file already. I, I don't know if you should announce this on the air, but okay. <laughs> It's like a joke. Every time a team wins over there, they say, we have a dinner. I say, of course. I say, just send me a picture of the dinner so I can have a little nachos, you know? I wish I would have known this a month ago. I would have walked in there and say, I'm a lobo. You could have done it. They would have served you at any time. So, so I get a picture of the dinner. Nachum, it's not just the 11 guys in the team. There's 11 guys in the team, six wives, 14 kids. You know, it's hysterical what's going on. But it's, uh, and they're all wearing lobo hats and lobo shirts, but Baruch Hashem. Now, you kid around about the lobo stuff. And somebody came over to me the other day and said, you know, Lobo, I must tell you, I was in uh, Paris or some other place or Hershey Park, and I needed a minion. And somebody comes over to me and says, you're wearing a Lobo hat. You're from Guy. We have a minion going over here. You're the 10th. You know, why not come over, you know? I told you I saw a guy on Grand Street. I said, hey, you must be a Lobo. He's wearing a Lobo shirt. He goes, no, I was, but I proudly wear the shirt even after my retirement. How do you like that? Yeah, no, I couldn't yeah. believe it, frankly. Lobo with us live via telephone. When the football season kicks off in Israel, I'm assuming you'll be part of the league again, right? Uh, are you assuming? I, How many teams? Five, ten? I have ten? no idea. I've gotten calls literally from, from <laughs> softball, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, judo, jiu-jitsu. And, mul- know, and uh, multiple teams in every... I've gotten calls from all those guys, and the names are sort of semi-familiar to me. And I say, of course, you know, speak to Heshi Wolfish. My office will take care of the details. And multiple teams in every league, by the way. Well, well that happened once. Oh, I thought it happened more than once. And you had no, you had like no. more than one team in it. Like you were playing against yourself in a division. Yes, yes. There was one year I, I got a call. Could we be the local football team? I said, of course, you're you're, you're somebody's son. Another week I got another call from the same league, I guess, and I forgot that I had done it already. I ended up with Lobo <laughs> 1 and Lobo 2 at the end. <laughs> I love it. I'm I telling you. I think we each other for the championship, so the Lobos won. So yeah. it, it worked out fine. But it's, it's something, Nakam, it's really, uh, it, was, it was a really great season. I'm telling you, I give a lot of credit to my nephew, Yehuda Silber. He is the new commissioner, and I know there are claims of uh, all kinds of nepotism going on. Well, here, I would really ass- it's not true. I would assume it Yehuda, is. 
doesn't really follow all my instructions when I tell him how to handle things. In other words, if you demand to end up in first place, it doesn't always well, let's just say that make it schedule, obvious. The schedule is written ahead of time, and so are the standings. So right. The standings aren't published until the end of the season. But you that does work with me, my nephew. That would be a good scandal if you found the final standings weeks before the end of the season. Well, that would be great. Well, I mean, I, I probably sort of, okay? Can you imagine? I've got, I've got the Alan, Alan Hirsch, the country views. Uh, Alan Hirsch was a wonderful person. You know, he, uh, you know, he pub- publishes all the OBBL stuff, so it doesn't take a lot really to I think Alan, I think Alan would help me with the Lobo boycott. Make, yeah, okay. Making yeah, sure yeah, teams don't. Alan way before you did, alright? Alrighty. There's nothing Alan would do for me, and probably a lot he would not do for you, so. You know, all I can tell you is a couple of typos here and there help a lot. When it comes to <laughs> you the can say that again. He's a big, well, I, I shouldn't, I, I don't like saying things like this in front of tens of thousands of people. Let's, right. let's just say he's involved in tremendous chesed activities, and he, he, by the way, is a great example for everybody the way you were just talking a moment that, ago. That, that, that's why I mentioned Alan, yeah. and really all the, Alan is a very particular one, the country, with his magazine. Oh, unbelievable. Any time he sends matzos around the world, he's, he's a wonderful guy, Alan. And the truth of the matter is that uh, being involved uh, in this way with people, uh, because of Lobos and sports, Give me an opportunity to to expand a lot of things that I do with with people who are wonderful people like Alan and Baruch Hashem uh, we've been able to do it and all the kidding around is great and the sports is great I'm not going to tell you it's not important to win Nachum, yeah we know your attitude it's very very important to we know your attitude everybody the young kids especially I try to give them a little kiss with the young kids I say you know it's not about winning or losing it's about winning <laughs> simple as that. <laughs> I mean, there is some muster I give them. That's about the, that's the best muster I give them. Hey, Lobo, let's give yeah. a shout-out to the group of guys from our community that are heading out to Green Bay for Sunday. You heard about that. I told you about this, right? Yeah, you did. That's there's a whole, ready this Sunday. Yeah, there's a whole, pilgrim, a whole pilgrimage going out to Lambeau Field for the Jets and Green Bay Packers. You can appreciate going to a historic stadium and enjoying the day, right? The frozen tundra. Yeah, not in Lambeau September. Field, but uh, Green Bay, Bart Starr and all those yeah. guys. Man, that's good. That's a cool thing. Who's going? Who's, and who's sponsoring it? I, I heard it's under the leadership of uh, Super Bowl champion uh, Alan Vinegrad. He's got a whole group going out on Sunday. That's right. Yeah, he's he's quite a story. Oh, it's yeah. Amazing for those uh, for those viewers, uh, those listeners who don't know, he's a uh, he's a uh, Balchuva and he's a legitimately from fellow, and he was a Super Bowl, on the Super Bowl team of I think the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, and he's a great, great guy. Great guy. All right, Lobo, we put a bow on the 2014 season. What's the big message as we get ready for Rosh Hashanah? To, believe it or not, two weeks from tonight. Yeah, you know, I tell you, Nakam, I appreciate it. The, the truth is, we, was, we sort of alluded to it a little bit uh, when, when I was speaking about sports. The fact of the matter is, you know, we've had a very rough period of time in the last, uh, you know, month or two, certainly. Uh, when it was there to Israel, what happened in Gaza, and you know, people were always saying, you know, what could we do? You know, what what could the average person do? Everybody was, and it's it's an interesting thing. You know, I was thinking, with the, I was thinking about it a lot because all of us really want to do, you know, the, but in, the truth is, anti-Semitism. The truth is, uh, people's persecution of the Jews is not a new item. It really isn't. You know, last time I was on, I talked about the day in history. You know, today I checked it today. Today in day in history, in 1827 was when Tsar Nicholas actually uh, started drafting Jewish kids as young as 12 years old just to baptize them and take them away from Judaism. They were called the Cantonists. It happened to be today in history, level 15, that it started. In, in the 1600s, today's date, uh, amazing thing, I didn't know until I looked it up, the uh, New York City actually banned Jews from having synagogues, from having shuls. Other religions could have it. New York City banned Jews because freedom of religion was only for Christians. Of course, 40 years later was the first synagogue in New York, the first shul in New York. Right. The real point of both of those things is to show that, you know, really throughout history, 
our Jews, our brothers have had rough times. There's been anti-Semitism. And uh, we're here now because of the Chus the, Avos the, for those people who, whatever they had to do to maintain Yiddishkeit, they did. And we're living in a, in a similar time, obviously. I mean, uh, there's much, much going on against, against our Jews and our brothers and sisters and our and around the world, certainly in Europe. And, uh, and the truth of the matter is, is that uh, Baruch Hashem, that's, we do have the ability today to do a lot more. We have, in the past, was anti-Semitism. There was no, there was no IDF. I mean, God bless Eretz Yisrael and God bless the soldiers of the IDF. We have something we never had before, the ability to defend ourselves. We have Zaka, we have uh, Hatzol and Eretz Yisrael doing wonderful things. And we have the ability to defend ourselves. But the truth is we have the ability to defend ourselves in other ways as well. And that's why all of us do what we need to do to bring Yiddishkeit and, and Kiddush Hashem and Yerush Shemayim, you know, into the world. And that's the way God will protect us at the end of the day, because the real protection comes from, you know, comes from the Abishtim. So, you know, those of us who can do things with doctors, lawyers, uh, you know, Rabbanim, Tamil Chacham, who give Shirim, we bring we are the whole cloud closer to God and do things for others. And those of us who really aren't in that way, regular people, you know, can do things as well. We can do Bikachelim work. We can do Hatzalah work. We can do work with with the cloud in any way we can. And, you know, I was in Baltimore yesterday, I, I, and I spoke with you. And I love going out of town sometimes because I always wear my yarmulke. I don't wear a baseball hat when I'm out of town. With my wife, I was dressed. And I made it a point, like I always do, but particularly out of town yesterday, every single person in the hospital that I got into an elevator with or got out of the elevator with, I said, good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> I opened the door, I held the door, I waited till they got out. And you could see on their face the smiles and also the recognition that here was a, an Orthodox Jew you know, doing something really in a, in a proper way. It was a very important thing. Oh, yeah, all the little things are the so things, important. They're not little, they're big. And yep. every day of our life, every moment of our life, we can do a Kiddush Hashem and, and bring that into the world. So so really the truth of the matter is is that, you know, this past Shabbos was Kiseitzeh, Pasha's Kiseitzeh. And I was actually sitting in shul during landing, not talking, I don't talk during landing, but thinking about this interview because I always like to bring out a point that maybe was different from the previous years. And during the, uh, during the, the landing, it was, they talked about a lot of mitzvahs, and one of them was about the mitzvah of shotness, you know, right. not wearing woolen linen clothing and, every, and wearing proper clothing and not shotness. And it occurred to me, I don't know, you may not remember this, uh, but those of us who are my age will remember there was a, a man by the name of Rabbi Yosef Rosenberg. Sure. We called him the Shotness Man. Right. And until he came on the scene, nobody knew anything about Shotness. He right. used to go to all the yeshivas and, and talk about the mitzvah. And on his own, you know, he was a very interesting man, a European. I once went to his place in 88 Lee Avenue with my suit from Louis Levy. I was so proud. And I said, let's check it out. And in three seconds, he had the, the sleeves cut open, all the buttons cut off, and this jacket was flung across the room. <laughs> I thought, this is, what kind of mystery is this? We've, we've seen that scene repeated a million times. Oh, man, it was something. It was a, my, like, a $40 suit from Louis Levy. I was so proud of it. Anyway, make a, a week later, I got it back with the plumber, you know, with the right. no shotness. But the point I'm making, he was a man. And I found out that he, I think he, during the Holocaust, he had said to God that if he could ever survive, he would do something to really enhance Yiddishkeit around the world. And this was his way of doing it. And here it is all these years later, we take shotness for granted because of one man, Rabbi yeah. Yosef Rosenberg, who I know you know the way you acknowledge this. Oh, 100%. So we all have the opportunity. We all have the opportunity to be that one person for something. And, uh, either in the, for the life of Kayasura or for the life of another person, if we were, if we were in Bikachayam, we drive somebody to the hospital, uh, and that person survives or even has a good day. 
it's we've accomplished uh, he who saves one person, you know, uh, it's like he saved the world. And we have that opportunity. And so, therefore, before the Yom Nerayim, before this incredibly important time of year, it's really true for the whole year. But everyone should try and take upon themselves the the, the desire to help Kal Yisrael in, in, in any way possible, to help ourselves in any way possible. But people don't realize we're not just helping Kal Yisrael. We're helping ourselves. I mean, what bigger bracha is there in life than to have a life that's meaningful in ways that have dignity and derech and integrity and menschlichkeit and erlichkeit? What better way? And by doing that, we're creating for ourselves a, a good olam hazeh, a good you know, life, and God willing, a good olam haba at the same time. It's a win-win situation. So oh, yeah. somehow we could convince ourselves, well, and then, of course, by doing that by example in other ways, show the way for others, our children, our friends, and radio listeners, or... Whatever it might be, teammates. You know, I said a couple of years ago, when it comes to teammates, that the you know a father is always happy for a son. There are very few things in life like that. A father is always happy for a son. He can never be, can never have a son he's not going to be proud of. And I said that's the way we have to think of of sports. It's the same thing. A teammate is always happy for a teammate, and that's how we have to think of Kali. So the greatest team of all time that we're all teammates, and we should all pull for each other and, and be happy in each other's joys and simchas and nachas. You know, we always say Oif Simchus instead of Chasashom, the other things. So when we go to Simchus, we should be Mesameach. When we have the opportunity to go to a Simcha, we should do it with a smile and a joy and, and be Mesameach for the other people, as if, as if the same way we'd want them to do it for us. And that's really the message. With, with God's help, if we continue to conduct our lives in that fashion and, and bring Yer Shemaim and really and, and change our Yer, our fear of life. We all have a fear of life. We change our fear of life and our fear of our inadequacies. But we change it into Yer Shemayim and do things that, that God wants us to do. You know, 3,000 years ago, Shalom Melch wrote Kohelis. And I always tell people, when you want to understand life, go back and look at Kohelis. Read it in English. Art School has a wonderful English translation. Where Shalom Melch wrote everything, right? 3,000 years ago, writes about life, how tough it is, and challenges, and who are we at the end of the days? What do we have? And, you know, it's like, wow, the king of Israel wrote this 3,000 years ago. I mean, it's just, now how can we say it's any different today? We, life has the same challenges. But at the end, Shlomo Melch writes in, in the penultimate sentence, penultimate puzzle, which is next to last, he says, in, I'll read the English, he says, I'll read the Hebrew, he says, At the end of the day, fear God and keep his commandments, for that is all of man's duty. The fact is, that's the truth. That's the whole secret of life. You know, listen to Hashem. Know there is a God, and, and do things that we know God wants us to do. Somebody told me recently, uh, I actually heard someone speak at a Leviah, and he said the key to life is to have a Leif type and an Ayin type. And he described that one of them, I forget which one was which, was giving people what they need, and the other one was giving people, if we can, what we would want them to have. Mm, very nice. And if you think about it, that's one of the keys to life. We spend all of our time, as much as possible, giving people what we would think they would want to have, God will give us what we want to have. Lobo, I take this opportunity to wish you a ksivach simatova, and thank you for all your encouragement, your friendship, your support, and for just encouraging us to keep on going and spreading words like this, as we hope that everybody, between now and the new year, and of course in the new year, has a wonderful, peaceful year, Claudius Yisrael has a wonderful, peaceful year, and continues, everybody should continue to do things one for another. Amen. Amen. Nachum, and again, I always say, I know you hate when I do this, but you are the best example of that, and how you give yourself to everybody, anytime, anywhere, any place, and uh, you are an example of exactly what I'm talking about. So God bless you. God bless all of Israel. 
We should be zoichet to have this conversation again for many, many years, hopefully with peace in Eretz Yisrael, hopefully with peace in our hearts and, and lives that are tranquil, and the Abishah should continue to bless us. We're created with Salam Kim in God's image. doesn't mean we look like God. It means we have to act like God, and we should always show rachamim to others and mm. show caring and consideration the way we want God to show it to us. Great Vart. Great Vart. Take care, my friend. And really, everybody out there, keep smiling, keep playing, keep winning, keep enjoying, and keep keep doing things. There he is. Thank you, Lobo. There he is, Chaim Lobo Silber, with a uh, a review. If you missed the beginning of our conversation, a review of the incredible Lobo accomplishments of 2014 on those sports fields. And then, as uh, we tend to do, got a little bit more serious as we discuss the uh, the hopes that all of us have uh, for each other and the entire Jewish people as the new year. Uh, is almost upon us. Wednesday morning on this uh, September the 10th, the 15th of Elul, two weeks to go before the brand new year at JM in the AM.